The value is in the relationship because we become better together. I believe we become more like Jesus. And let's just sit down and let's be a fuller expression of Jesus Christ in our relationship. Welcome to the Loop Community Podcast, where we're passionate about providing you with quality and affordable resources to help your band sound great, but most of all, to help you sound like you. My name is Matt McCoy, and I'm the founder of Loop Community, and I'm here with my co-host, Derek. How's it going, Derek? It's good. Derek, other than Loop Community, what is an online community that you've been a part of that you feel really connected to, and maybe you even feel known in that community? Yeah. A good question. One that comes to mind quickly is the fantasy football community. I don't know if you've ever played fantasy football. I actually have no idea what fantasy. <laughs> I've heard of fantasy football. Right. I always think of Final Fantasy. Ah, gotcha. But that's yes. very different. different game. But uh, with fantasy football, most people probably know. But you basically pick players to be on your imaginary team, and how the real life players play in real life is how many points you get, and then you compete against friends. So. It's an online community in a sense of you have your own team in your leagues. So I'm in three different leagues, actually, and I have probably a total of 20 different people in those three leagues that I have a community with. We talk about it. We text about it. Um, but I do know those people. But then the community expands far beyond that. I listen to fantasy football podcasts and listen to just different people talk about it on TV. And then there's just a community of everyone who plays fantasy football. It even sometimes gets offline. And I was on the train two weeks ago and two guys were talking about their decisions and I just leaned over and started talking to them about it. And and it actually relates. Yeah. Like you guys can understand it. Yeah. Like even though it's a different team, it's all yeah. the same players. Okay. And so one guy was talking about a player. He's like, I don't know if I should play him or him. And I just was like, well, I think you should play this guy. And then they didn't think it was weird. They just were like, oh, why? And then we started talking about it. They got off the train and yep. uh, moved on. But that's really cool about just the fantasy football community is even though you're all different teams, it's all yeah. from the same pool of players. Yeah. So a lot of people talk about it. That is cool. It kind of reminds me of Pokemon Go. Remember yeah. Yeah. Like two years ago. Yeah. I remember getting that game on my phone and really enjoying it. Actually, I walked yeah. around town mm -hmm. playing this game and then you'd end up at these spots like a park or something where there's like five other people yep. battling the same I yeah. don't even know what it was. I can't even remember. That was fun. But it was weird how it was like virtual community became yes. reality. Yeah. In a way. That's actually pretty bizarre. Are there any other communities that you feel? Um, there are a lot of communities. One thing I think about when I think of online communities is like I listen to a lot of podcasts about it. And yeah. I feel like I have a community with the people on the podcast. Like you feel like you know them. I feel like I know them. I do know them. I know a lot about their lives that they share on the podcast. And they don't they know you. <laughs> right. They don't know me. If yeah. something happened to them, I would be devastated. Right. If something happened to me, they wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. I feel that way with Donald Miller and the Story Brand podcast. Ah, yes. I feel like I know him. Yeah. But I've never met him. Right. Know about his life. Know about yeah. his family. It's the same as with kind of with Instagram. Yes. You can like know everything about people's lives, like yeah. what they're eating, where they're going on vacation. Right. Especially Instagram stories. I follow a lot of different celebrities and athletes and bloggers. And 
I care about their lives and they like video their kids and I get to see all the funny things their kids do. And right. really it's in a weird way, it's almost creepy because I know everything about their life, but yeah. they're sharing it. It's like a one way relationship. Yeah. It's like a one way community. So as soon as they follow you back, it becomes a two way. There you go. Which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, obviously loop community is a community for mm -hmm. sure. Like I feel like in the past eight years, like I know usernames when I see like contributor usernames or, mm -hmm different support tickets or Facebook messages. Like some of these people I know from like eight years ago, people who started Loop Community with us basically. Right. So that's always really cool. When I think about community, it's interesting because obviously there's Facebook. Right. Facebook's very different now than it was. Yes. And another one that I think is also very different now than it was is Twitter. Yes. And when Twitter first came out, which I think, I don't even know, it was like 2007. I remember really enjoying Twitter. Yeah. Like I used to tweet, it would be embarrassing to go back and look at my tweets, but... <laughs> I think I used to tweet like at least five times a day. Nice. And it was used very differently then. Like yeah. it was like status updates. It was very different. It wasn't people posting like, you know, political thoughts and arguments. And right. It was just like status updates. Yeah. And I remember really enjoying that community. Yeah. Because you would, you know, reply back to people. And I'm hardly ever on Twitter anymore. Yeah. And I'm sad that the old Twitter is not around. I agree. I used to really enjoy that. I find Twitter now to be hard to be on, but I do remember. Yeah. It was like Instagram stories, but in text format. Yeah. Quick updates, quick pictures about their families or what things are going on. And it was a lot more like your friends were all there. And yeah. now it seems that friends have all transitioned to Instagram. Same thing happened with MySpace. It was once really good yeah. and got bad. Same thing with Facebook. Maybe that's just the way it goes. They need to just leave these things alone. Right. <laughs> Let it be what it is. Right. But um, we've got a great interview today. Yes. With Jenny from the Worship Leaders Collective. Mm -hmm. And this is a Facebook group, if you don't know, it's called the Worship Leader Collective. On Facebook, it's a group community of worship leaders. And there's a lot of really interesting topics going on in there. And worship leaders helping each other out. And there's a lot of positive stuff going on. But every once in a while, there's some interesting like debates that happen. And yeah. you know, it's what happens with any community. You get a bunch of people together talking about stuff and people disagree. And But it is an online community for worship leaders. and. Um, it's a really cool thing to be a part of. And so I interviewed Jenny, who founded this. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting to talk with her about it. So let's listen to that interview now. So Jenny, thanks for joining us on the Loop Community Podcast. So glad to have you here. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for coming. So Jenny, uh, you run Worship Leaders Collective, and we've never met before, but I've seen you on Facebook and Instagram all over the place. So for those uh, people who are listening right now who don't know what the Worship Leaders Collective is, maybe you're not on Facebook. Um, <laughs> Worship Leaders Collective is a massive Facebook group, collective of worship leaders. And there's all sorts of conversation that happens in there. People sharing songs with each other, people talking about, you know, songs or set list ideas or gear ideas. I think what's cool is when they're also just asking questions of like, hey, you know, I just started leading worship at this church and I don't know what to do about this situation or how do I get people to volunteer or, and people really kind of kick in and help um, encourage each other. Yeah. Which is so awesome. And so I think it's mm -hmm. a really cool thing that you started. Before we even get into the story of Worship Leaders Collective, because I want to hear that, can you just let uh, all the listeners know just a little bit about your story? Like, how did you get started leading worship? What is it that you're doing in ministry right now? 
Yeah, I'll be super succinct about it. I came to know the Lord at the wee age of two, <laughs> coming to know Jesus because my parents uh, came to know Jesus. And I, and I like to quickly tell that story that my family landed in a church on a Sunday night uh, in a church close to Vancouver, British Columbia. And this church was um, in a season of revival. And the pastor looked at my father and he said, do you want to meet Jesus tonight? And my dad was an alcoholic at the time. And he said, no, not really. And the pastor laid hands on my dad's. I could cry as I tell this story, but he laid hands on my father and my dad's never had a drink to this day. Wow. And my mom rededicated her life to the Lord that night and my dad got totally saved. So, you know, me standing two years old behind an old wooden pew, you know, in an old Pentecostal church, yep. quite impacting. So I grew up, you know, in those years, very formative years, really just in nights of Sunday night revival meetings, you know, like two, three in the morning, really. And I, I won't go off into too much of that. So I always just say that that was my training ground, actually. Just, you know, my parents bringing me to church, just having me in an atmosphere of the anointing and something powerful that God was doing and just really in his presence, you yeah. know. So I always just say the Holy Spirit taught me everything. Right. And can you imagine if that pastor didn't, you know, take that step and talk to your dad? Yeah, totally. I mean, he heard, you know, from God, like, hey, like, talk to this guy or... How many times do we have the prompting where we're like, hey, say something and maybe we don't do it. But imagine like if he didn't do it, like because he did that, it actually affected generation after generation, you know? Yeah, totally. Which is pretty incredible. Yeah. But my mom, you know, as I grew up, she had me involved in a lot of different things and a lot of different denominations, which I really gave thanks for because it's, it's allowed me to be a lot more open minded. And even with establishing things in Worship Leaders Collective that, you know, it's not just one way. It's like, it's, you know, it's... A lot of, yeah. Totally. We think broader when we're thinking together. And I think we get a more clear picture of, right. of who God is and, and what the world really looks like. But, you know, my mom had me really involved in this thing um, called King's Kids. I make fun of it now. We did like sign language. We go to like malls and we would go to like you know, retreat centers or, you know, wherever side of the street. And we would just, we would be leading worship. We'd be doing actions to music, like shine, Jesus shine and like, and, and stuff like that. But, um, there was a lady there, I forget her name now. And she saw something in me and she just started to pull it out of me, you know, and thank God for the people that see us. Okay. Right. And that just begin to extract that. So out of that, I began to lead worship in church actually. Yeah, that's good. So tell us a little bit about Worship Leaders Collective. So how did it get started? Why did you start it? Yeah, it was started in 2015 at a church in Calgary called Calgary Full Gospel Church. It's in the heart of Calgary downtown. And I was sitting on the front row of service. So we had three services at that time. And this was before the 9 a.m. service and just about to go up and lead. And I texted a friend of mine, and you might know him, Jason Schaffer, who started Omnisphere Worship Sounds. Yep. He's Canadian too. He is Canadian. I just sent him a quick text and I had just met him weeks before this. And I just said, Hey Jason, do you guys have a worship leaders group? And, and I said, you know, something that's just been on my heart for years, like it'd been on my heart for like a decade. And he said, no, we don't. That's a great idea. You should do it. And literally just like that, just on the front row. But again, see, that was a connection, a relationship that was in seed form, in a dream, and brought it to life. But that was someone saying, that's a good idea, you should do it. Or someone saying, do you want to meet Jesus tonight? You know, so again, you know, we're all so connected. But Wilco was really, um, in my heart, it was started 10 years ago. 
And one of the people that I'd shared it with is actually part of the Wilco team now. Her name's Finisa. And I had just sat down at a conference with her. I didn't know her and at the time. And she just sat me down and she was, she was a little older than me. And so I was like, oh, you're so old, you know. But, you know, when you're younger, people just seem so much older. And she just sat down there and she said, hey, hey, Jen, what are your hopes and dreams kind of conversation? You know, one of those people is like, whoa, just go deep really fast. I can say that I, you know, ministries taught me to be more extroverted, but I'm actually naturally more introverted person. So I'm just kind of like sitting there and I'm like, well, actually what's really been on my heart this season is to start some sort of website, but it had been websites 10 years ago for worship leaders to connect. And she was like, oh, well, how will that look? I'm like, I don't know. It's just something that's in my heart and it just would never go away. And, you know, and you learn through life, the things that don't go away are the things that are from God, you know, and, and timing is, if I could say that yep. to someone out there today, timing is everything, you know, so hold on to that dream. Like Solomon said, you know, there's a time for everything. I remember someone someone told me once, if it's from God, it will last. If it's from you, it will pass. Oh, very good. I like the way that's packaged. Really well said. And so, you know, you fast forward that to 2015, sitting on the front row of church downtown and really not trying to do anything in those moments. I think so often in life, we're trying to make everything happen. And if we don't make it all happen now, somehow, you know, our life is nothing or, you know, whatever we think. And it was just very like supernatural. It wasn't like there was fireworks going off, you know, no one was sitting by me saying, Hey, this is a great idea. You can do it. You can do it. You know, it was just simple conversation and just started. And it wasn't called worship leaders collective at the time. I think Jason actually named the group for me just because he was trying to help me just in that moment. He was like, okay, it's done. You know, there you go. Was it part of Jason's like group family or was it kind of a separate no, thing? No, it was separate, but it was kind of, it was like Omnisphere worship sounds, worship leaders. Like it, and he, and he would say this too. Like we laugh about it because it's a terrible name. It was a terrible name. <laughs> and it, but it was like, I didn't really know anything about anything. I just had this dream for worship leaders to connect and whatever that meant at 2015. But you know, he was really wonderful. And, and this is the power of together as well, because he said, I'm going to talk about this in my group. I think a thousand people jumped over pretty quick. Wow. And and that was such a blessing, you know? It was such a blessing. And and we'll talk about that in a little bit with one of your questions. I'll just hold on to something there and save it. But yeah, that's really that's really how it how it really started. And I just had a heart, and I'm sure like so many people, this isn't just about me, but just have a heart for people to get connected, a heart for people to be encouraged, a heart for people to get equipped. And, and to really be inspired because I had actually grown up in small church. So I didn't have a lot of relationships with worship leaders, didn't have a lot of connections. And I didn't really know how to do much of anything except praise God. Right. But I knew that there was more. And then, you know, when I landed in Calgary, is this worship pastor's church downtown, bigger church, the world just became so much bigger to me. And then it was kind of more of those aha moments kind of started setting in. So so the desire was to help worship leaders connect to each other to support each other. and Yeah. 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 Psalm 118.7 says, the Lord is for me among those who are around me. In another translation, it says, the Lord is for me among those who help me. And I will always say this is that together we win and we're so much better together. Mother Teresa, one of her hundreds of awesome quotes that she said was, I can't do what you can do, Matt, but you you can't do what I can do. But together we can make something beautiful for God. And I love the humility in the together. Right. Because it's like, you know, 
you're awesome. You just do what Matt's grace to do in, in the only way that Matt can do. And I will cheer you on. And I, I send this text to a lot of my friends, like I will cheer you on from wherever I'm at. And then Matt gets to cheer whoever on from wherever he's at. And through this encouragement, through this culture of honor and, and inspiration, equipping, whatever we want to call it, I just truly believe that we can just be the best that God's called us to be. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. I know that, you know, it can be a struggle to actually find time. I can think of all the worship leaders in Chicago, actually, right. who, you know, everybody's got busy schedules. They've got weeks full of meetings. They're, you know, they're planning for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Try to send out an email to maybe, hey, let's connect for lunch or let's get all the worship leaders together for a lunch and talk. Yeah. And it's hard to get everybody's schedules aligned because maybe somebody has a meeting that day and other people don't, mm-hmm. or maybe that's someone else's day off. Like, I know for me, like, even when I was on staff at a church here in Chicago for a while, I really tried to connect the worship leaders in Chicago from other churches yeah. together, but it was hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is hard. Are there any tips you have? Like, what are some practical ways that worship leaders could kind of yeah. do to interact with or help each other in the city? First of all, we have to really love people. If we don't really love people, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work because it's like we're trying to get together for all the wrong reasons. So I, I guess mm. I'd, I'd ask whoever wanted to, it was like, why are you trying to do this? Because your why is going to determine the how and the what. And I think, you know, if you're really clear on your why, I think people are more likely to probably come. I know that different cities have different things happening and there's just different cultures and like Calgary, for example. Um, I don't know if you've ever been there, but if you ever get a chance, go to Calgary, Uh, maybe not in the winter, but maybe in summer. And there's such a strong grace on that city for gathering and for connections. It's actually quite mind boggling, Matt. And I just feel like even that whole seven years that we were there, God just expanded my capacity. Um, and and just to connect with people, you know, and that we are better together within that city. So culturally speaking, that's like you were saying that it was difficult. Like in Calgary, it is not hard to get people together. People just want to hang out and the walls just really between churches and stuff are mm. really down. It, it's quite phenomenal. Um, if you went on Wikipedia and you looked up Calgary, the model for Calgary is onward. And if you look at the way structurally the city's set up, it's set up in quadrant, but every community has its own community. So like there's communities within communities. So at the heart of the city is community. Was, I, I would actually really love to, they'd be passed on now, but to sit down with the city planners who designed this city. What did you have in mind when you designed this? Because I really believe that they laid the foundation and the groundwork for community to really happen. In Calgary, I always say it's a city that's big, but it's small. Where I'm at now in Abbotsford, I haven't tried anything yet because we've been just go, go, go with church, 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 and actually just reached out to a worship leader today and said, hey, let's connect. Because I'd actually met him through Greg Strom a few weeks ago when we were in a coffee shop. But I do know in in that city, it's probably going to be a little bit tougher just because of the way I know churches there. And, And I don't like to speak negatively at all about churches. I love churches. I love differences in people. But for some reason, in some areas... Um, there's just walls up. Right. There's just walls. Sometimes that can just take years to tackle. So we are called to love people. And when you love people and, and you know, you will naturally just start being a relationship builder. So I'd encourage people, like, first of all, just start building relationships as they come organically. Because if God's really put a desire in your heart to connect with people, it will happen. 
it will totally happen. And, and organics probably always the best because it's not forced. So, you know, I would say if you had three good connections in the city, get those three or four people together. When that connection's strong with people, then, you know, maybe talk to them about, hey, let's get a bigger gathering going. They probably know two or three more people, get them texting, and then you can create now a stronger gathering. And then you have more people because now you have tangibles and you're not wondering who's going to show up. This is an interesting topic. And actually, I kind of want to dig a little bit more into this. I think that some worship leaders might think, well, we've got a good thing going at our church. And, you know, John Smith down at his church, they've got a good thing going. They're doing their thing. It's good. We're doing our thing. It's good. Why do we need to get together? Right. I guess my question is, what is something good that could come from them getting together? Yeah, it's always going to be the relationship. There is always value in relationship. Like even when I sat down in Nashville just recently with Wisdom Moon and his team with Integrity, that was just a couple months ago. I just said, Wisdom, I said, something you need to know about me is I'm about relationship. And I said, if there's no relationship, then things just aren't going to stick. So that's the value. And I think without humility, we won't realize that we do need the relationship. And, And we will maybe, perhaps, especially for younger, we might have the tendency to think, hey, we're better. Our church does it better. You know, whatever we can think. Okay, right. So just trying to like broaden this a little bit. Um, but 100%, the value is in the relationship because we become better together. Right. I believe we become more like Jesus in the together. And even through the perhaps disagreements, even maybe theologically, like, and then suddenly we're just like, well, I don't want to hang out with you because you just yeah. think so much differently. So I don't know. Can we just... Can we just like push that away for a minute and just agree on the fact that we love Jesus Christ and that Jesus died for us? And let's just sit down and let's be a fuller expression of Jesus Christ in our relationship. Ephesians 3 talks about knowing the height, the depth, the width, the breadth of the love of Christ. But before that, it talks about having strength to comprehend with all the saints. How do we think we get strength from all the saints? It's not going to happen because I'm hanging around with everyone who agrees with me, from everyone who thinks that I'm awesome, or everyone who likes my kind of ice cream or my favorite drink at Starbucks. That fullness of the love of God comes through relationship. Right. That comes through differences, that comes through maybe disagreements, that comes through forgiveness, but it's through that wholeness comes the fullness of the love of God through the relationships. And I would just tell people, like, don't be afraid. Yeah. What are we afraid of? I just think there's so much to be explored. There's so much to be seen. And it's through people. Yeah, totally. I think it's interesting that both you and I have started online communities. So, like, you know, Loop Community, you know, I started it out of a way to connect worship leaders to each other who were running tracks. So a similar interest. Yeah. And, you know, to build community. But what is interesting is that online community is very different than, you know, having lunch with the worship leader down the street. 100%. And I was thinking about how, like, there can be so much unspoken competition between churches and cities and leaders and cities. And sometimes people can be really mean to each other online. I'm sure you've seen, <laughs> yeah, like this flute battle, right? Or reckless love battle or whatever uh, it is, the next yeah. like worship song. I, I remember when it was sloppy wet kiss battle. Oh, my god! And, like, what can we do to stop that kind of competition? This, like, yeah. me versus you. This, you know, you don't sing... Hillsong songs, well, then you're not in my club or like, I don't totally get that. It's silly. I'm sure that, you know, as you're running Worship Leader Collective online, I'm sure that's become a challenge of like, how do you, I know you probably get in there and have to moderate a little bit. We have a team. I'm really blessed to have an amazing team. 
truly from around the world. And so we have a um, Facebook group chat. We have like a phone group chat. And I think it's more like sometimes it's like the serenity now, like, uh, how, you know. Um, but I think it's really grown all of us in ways too, though. Yep. Because you just don't sweat the small stuff. And, you know, like I'll just even write them and just say, people are awesome. People are awesome. Are there any cool stories you you have of people actually connecting over Worship Leader Collective and helping each other out? I have this cool story of this couple that's getting married. <laughs> they met through Wilco, and the crazy story of it all was I ended up being her worship pastor in the last season of Calgary, and that was just a coincidence, and he was actually just in Calgary visiting her. I was just texting her before we talked, but wow. yeah, they met on Worship Leaders Collective. He's a worship leader at a campus at Crossroads, yep. and I think it's in Connecticut. Anyway, yeah, they got engaged, and I was actually at the house on New Year's Eve that they got engaged in. So I was sort of there for that. So that's cool. But I, yeah, I love hearing stories of people getting connected and, you know, from all around the world. And yeah. yeah and people are in there helping each other out with questions. And yeah, we just need to humble ourselves. You know, I'm trying to go back to the question that you asked me before that. Yeah. How can we stop this unspoken competition between leaders and churches? Yeah. How do we stop that? You stop it by raising the bar and drawing a line in the sand and saying, I'm going to be a person of honor. That's how we stop it. It has to stop, you know, and even just recently, I don't know if you saw it on there, but I was just saying, we will be a community of honor, you know, and you just start speaking words that raise the bar higher and higher because if, you know, if we're not going to become more like Jesus, why are we doing this? You know, we're all trying to do this and we're trying to do that, but we're going to realize when we're standing before Jesus, this was all about becoming more like him. Our life here was all about becoming more like him, like the Apostle Paul said, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection, becoming like him in his death, if by any means I can obtain resurrection from that. And we just say, hey, I'm going to honor. And we just don't allow ourselves to talk like that. We don't allow ourselves to be like that. And we go open our Bible. Yes, whoever's listening to this, open your Bible. And if you're struggling in this area of your life, go read Ephesians 4. Go read Ephesians 4 about where it says that we're one body and that there's one hope, there's one baptism, there's one God, one Lord that's in all and works through all and realize that if we're talking poorly or even thinking thoughts in in an unholy manner of others, we're actually doing that to ourselves because we're one body. So be honorable right? and draw a line in the sand today and maybe go read the tale of three kings. (laughs) Yeah, and just say, you know what? I'm going to be more like Jesus today, more than I was yesterday. And uh, like I said to a young girl the other day, I said, you know, you might have to train yourself to not say anything this season. You know, and, and I just said that with all the love in my heart because I've been through those seasons and I have those days. Jen, just like you know, like that emoji with the zipper on its mouth. Just zip it. Just zip it and uh, be a person of honor because when we honor God and we honor others, I believe His honor and His favor falls upon us. Right. That's good. What do you think about, you know, virtual community versus in-person community? So, you know, meeting worship leaders online versus meeting worship leaders in your city. Right. Do you need both? Is there room for both? Is it? Good question. Do we need both? I think it's highest and best if you can, because again, it's a fuller expression. I think you do you. I think that's the short answer is you do you, whatever you have access to, to build relationship, to build community do it and do it with all your heart. Am I going to say one's better than the other? Well, I think face-to-face is probably always highest and best. 
But as we know, that's just not always the case. Like we have people on Wilco from, oh my gosh, I haven't counted how many nations, Matt, but everywhere. And, you know, and they maybe have hundred people maybe that live in their city. So they don't have access to the face-to-face. So their highest and best is going to be online community. And we have people on our team from Wilco that we absolutely love one another, you know, and I can just say this working more closely with the team and we would literally do anything for one another. And we've never met face-to-face. We've never met face-to-face. So you can establish strong relationships, I believe, through virtual community and, you know, whatever works, whatever you have, do it where there's connection, whether it's face to face or whether it's community. And, and if it's a connection from God, uh, invest in it, invest in it and, and thank God for it along the way. Right. That's good. What's next for Worship Leader Collective? Are you guys working on anything exciting or? We are. We're um, working on a website right now and I haven't set a date to launch it just to take pressure off of everybody, but I think Worship Leaders Collective, as long as Facebook exists, it's always going to be a Facebook group. Yep. That's what it is. And, you know, people are like, oh, it's just a Facebook group. And I'm like, well, if that's all you see it as a Facebook group, then that's all it'll ever be as a Facebook group to you. But again, the values and the relationships, and there's so many relationships on this group um, that it's become, I believe, a valuable tool for people and, and a valuable asset for people in their everyday lives. How many members do you have now? We might hit 20,000 by this weekend. Wow. So that's kind of a big deal. That's crazy. So people say. Well, say, I think that's the know. largest worship leader group out there, isn't it? I actually don't know. I get invited into other stuff and I'm like, guys, yeah. I just got to stay in my own lane. But we do want to make it more than a Facebook group and just have additions to it to even help people even more. So we are developing a website, but we just want to take up the equipping and the um, the inspiration part this season to the next level. So I think we're going to do that. And we even have some recording projects musically in the works for the next year. And then our newest thing, actually, this last year, and um, if people are listening to this and they're not aware of it, is the Wilco Songwriters Unite. Super passionate this season about seeing people write music, write music for your local church, Don't try to write music to be famous. If God wants to take it beyond your church, he will. But be faithful to write the songs that God's given you because we believe that there's a sound in every house and no one's going to sing the sound for your house like you can sing this sound for your house. So write, be faithful to write. Mm. So that's going to be a big push this season for Worship Leaders Collective is songwriting. So as we we go, just to wrap this up, what would you say to a worship leader who's listening to this and maybe they're on the fence of the whole community thing. Like maybe they're a loner worship leader. <laughs> you know, they just like to sit in their office and do their own thing. And maybe they, you know, everything's going fine at their church and they don't think maybe they need community or whether it's meeting up with worship leaders in their city or whether it's meeting up with worship leaders on Facebook, what would be like your word of encouragement to them of why they should give it a try? I would tell you that it's not about you. I would tell you that people need you that people are waiting to connect with you, people that you don't know, people waiting for you to connect with them. And you just have no idea what's out there or what God wants to do in you and through you, what God wants to do in and through others and what you could do with those people that we are a part, not just of churches, but as the Bible says in Hebrews, that we are a part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And I would say that I'm praying for all of us 
that we would get such a heart and such eyes to see and ears to hear that we are a part of a kingdom of something so big and so wonderful and so, so powerful. And, and I don't believe that we can just experience that within our own church, that we need to be planted in churches. We need to be planted under a pastor, 100%. But there's more. And to not be afraid to stretch your arms wider. And if you are afraid, just text someone, say, hey, I'm, I want to do this, but I'm kind of afraid. Just reach out to your friend, have them pray for you. Text me or write me. I'll be cheering for you. I'll pray for you. Um, but there's more. There's so much more. And if I could leave anyone with the phrase today, it's that there's more. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, you guys check out Worship Leader Collective on Facebook. You will find a wealth of just knowledge and wisdom and community and uh, very, very supportive worship community there. So make sure you check that out. Jenny, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Hey community, our featured producer this month is Nathan Fisher. He is the MD at Sun City Church in Spokane, Washington. Nathan became an LC producer in March and already has over a dozen tracks. Let's hear from him now. Hey everyone, my name is Nate Fisher. I've been a musician for about 13 years now, ever since I was 15 years old. I'm currently serving at Sun City Church in Spokane, Washington, where I produce all of our tracks and I get to lead the youth worship band. And I also serve as an MD and a lead guitar player for the main team there as well. It's been such a blessing to have a place like Loop Community where producers like me can contribute our tracks to the greater church at large and know that our work is going beyond just our own church and getting to bless other people as well. And I'm just so glad today to be able to say, I am Loop Community. Thanks, Nathan. Now let's listen to the track he created for Tremble by Mosaic MSC. This is Community Talk. All right. That was an awesome interview, Derek. What did you think? Oh, I loved it. Jenny had a lot of great points. I like at the beginning of the interview that she talked about just different moments in her life and her family's life where people said, like, you should do it. Um, Whether it was from the pastor placing his hands on her dad and just saying that he should accept Jesus to her having a push from a friend of, you should start this group. Right. And that's just awesome to think about the people in my life who have said in different moments, whether it was picking a college or asking my wife out on a date, just Mm -hmm. the people that are like, you should do it. And how those people have had huge impacts on my life just by saying that little bit of encouragement. Right. And just makes me think that if there's moments in other people's lives where I think they should do it, maybe don't be silent about it. Um, Pray for them and don't just give them half advice and tell them what to do, but like pray about it and be there for them and encourage them if they really want to do something right. to do it. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing to think about the number of things that wouldn't exist right. if someone didn't push someone to do it. Like yeah. this Facebook group wouldn't even exist if right. someone didn't encourage her to do it. I think about even Loop Community. I remember early on when I was first starting Loop Community, it was starting to grow. You know, we were really small, but it was starting to require more of my time mm-hmm. and it wasn't making any money. 
And I remember someone telling me though, because I was thinking, well, I might need to like go part time at my church job mm-hmm. to focus on Luke Unity. And this guy was like, you should do it. <laughs> he said, if it's from God, it will last. If it's from you, it will pass. Hmm. And he's like, you should just step out and just try it and see what happens. Like worst case scenario, it doesn't work. But it was a major risk because I was yeah. like having to like go part time at work, make way less money, right. you know, and really put all my time and energy into Loop Community, not knowing if it would actually take off. Yeah. And I'm glad that I did that. And I'm glad that I had him in my life saying, do it. Yeah. Take the risk. My older brother is always very encouraging to me in that regard. I can't even tell you the number of times that I've like debated on whether to buy something or whether to make some sort of decision or go somewhere, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's always been so encouraging to me of being like, do it. (laughs) I can just hear him even right now saying that. Do it, man. And all those decisions have always, you know, turned out great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it all works out, you know? For sure. It's so nice to have somebody who can look past the doubts and the yeah. worries that we feel when there's a big decision or even a small decision and just encourage us and be there for us and be like, I think they yeah. can do it. Right. So what else stood out to you? Yeah. I really liked personally just how she talked about the difference between online and face-to-face community and if there's one better. Right. And she said, yeah, face-to-face is better. We should all seek to have that. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that. I think I get a lot more from face-to-face. I think people can be more real. Yeah. Um, I think I've experienced really, really strong online communities, but it is nice to have those people yeah. in person. Right. But I loved that she said, no matter what kind of community you have, find the highest and best community possible and be all in with that. What do you think highest and best means? What do you think she meant by that? I think she means best quality and best for you. Like maybe you just moved and you don't think you have a community around you and maybe you find a church and you're like, "Eh, I don't know anyone here. I think her thought is, well, maybe that church for right now is the best and highest community you can find. Yeah. So go all in, join a small group, talk to how you can serve. And there's so many times in my life where I'm just like, eh, I don't really have like the closest friends where I'm at or I kind of feel like I'm alone right now or don't have a great community. And just thinking, well, no, you have some kind of community. And if you don't find one and then just go all in, invest as much as you can. And that community, even if it started out, as not the best that you've ever experienced or exactly what you want, if you put the time and effort and love into it, it can become that. Yeah, you have to pour into it. Yeah. And she also said something along the lines of, you know, that the community needs you. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not about you always and like what other people can do for you, but like what are you contributing to other people's lives? Right. We need support whether we know it or not, but also other people need support. And if you feel like you're in a really good place and like, oh, well, my worship team is flourishing, so maybe I don't need to talk to other worship leaders about it. Well, their worship teams aren't flourishing, maybe. Yeah. And they would love to hear how. Yeah, and you could help them. And you never know when something can hit, like a tragedy or just a big decision you have to make and having that community around you, like having someone who can say you should do it around you is awesome. And so if you're there for other people first, they'll be there for you. Yeah, and you could even be that person who's encouraging them to, hey, do it. Right. (laughs) You know, make the decision, like take this step of faith. For sure. I'll probably botch this story, but my wife, I think, told me a story about how her mom growing up when they would have birthday parties, like when my wife would have like a, you know, 10 year old birthday party Mm -hmm. and you invite all your classmates or whatever. Her mom would make them invite one kid that doesn't get invited. That's cool. To that kind of thing. And it might be even someone that's not even one of their friends. Wow. But like they had to invite someone from their class that wouldn't normally get invited. Yeah. Because... 
we are building our communities. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's not all about like what community are we a part of, but what community are we developing that other people can be a part of? Yeah. And wow, if everybody did that, I feel like we'd all be in pretty thriving yeah, communities. For sure. But I thought that was really cool. I've always wondered about the whole, you know, virtual communities versus in person. Cause I always prefer like getting coffee with someone. Yeah. Then, you know, messaging them over, right. you know, iMessage. Yeah. But there is value to both. Mm-hmm. And ideally, I think you could have both with those people. Yeah, for sure. There's yeah. value to both too, because like life situations change. Um, like some of my closest friends back in Michigan, right. like they're still my closest friends, but 99% of our communication is through texting or yep. Facebook or things like that. But when you have that foundation of the community, it really doesn't matter where it's at right. um, as long as you continue to grow and encourage each other. Totally. Well, this is good. Yeah. Derek, maybe I'll message you later. All right. I'll send you an email. Okay. Guys, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. If you guys have any questions at all, any suggestions, feel free to email us at podcast at loopcommunity.com. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Loop Community Podcast. After you hit subscribe, leave us a review and let us know what you think.